Hi, and welcome to TrevTech Talks, a podcast that aims to grow Africa by enabling entrepreneurs and assisting them in taking their greatest innovations from ideation to production. In addition, every episode is created with advice for the youth that are starting a career in software engineering. So stay tuned and listen up. Yeah, so Yvonne, welcome, uh, welcome back to TrevTech Talks. It's an honor to have you back. And today we've got some good news on your side, and uh, I'll leave that for you to introdu- introduce that to the audience. But I hope you're all well. Um, how's, how's the cloud world treating you so far? Oh, it's been great so far. I mean, since uh, Amazon reInvent last year, there have been so many new services that I've had my eye on, and I'm just ready to, you know, sort of delve into them. Um, things like contact lens, for example, yeah. which is, you know, creating this whole amazing space within within Amazon Connect, which is like virtual call centers. And there's so many other services. And it's a world, you know, this machine learning practice and discipline is growing so much. And cloud machine learning and cloud ML ops and everything that's happening, it's, it's, it's becoming a, it, it's moving at such a speed that, you know, with a blink of an eye, you can miss, you can miss something. Yeah, you know? because the last, the last time I had you on the show, a couple of months ago, I think if I look back now, I've definitely been outdated, and I haven't I haven't been keeping a, a close eye, especially what's happening on the machine learning front. So I'm glad to have a chat with you today, so that you could also share with the audience what's what's going on in the world of machine learning, and also you know to talk through some of the challenges and how you've overcome some of the challenges that were thrown your way. So on that on that note, would you like to? Um, would you like to maybe speak about the latest, um, the latest project that you've been busy with, certification? Or... Yeah. So um, you know, Amazon, um, Amazon. You know, I'm sure other cloud vendors do this too, but Amazon just has a way of, of attaching like certain stigmas to certifications, and hence I felt, I felt like I needed to expand my knowledge. You know, working on the platform is one, mastering the platform is one, but. You know, getting certified on the platform is just something else. It's a different experience altogether. I've been working a lot with the machine learning and the cognitive services within Amazon Web Services, but recently I just got certified. So if you're familiar That's with Amazon... Congratulations. Thank you. If you're familiar with, with Amazon, I'll take you through the certification. So I've done the Cloud Practitioner, which is probably the fundamental certification that anyone should have before, you know, delving into the world of, what Amazon Web Services has to offer. So I've done Cloud Practitioner. I did it maybe more than six months ago. And then I've been working towards, obviously, more certifications. And uh, I needed to just define what I really wanted to do with the machine learning, in the machine learning space. So, uh, yeah, Amazon has, you know, levels of certifications. Fundamentals is obviously the first. Then they have um, associate certifications which is sort of inch deep, mile long into everything that Amazon has to offer. And then you get the professional certifications, which is sort of a buildup of, um, of the associate certification. So you can get solution architecture associate and then solution architecture professional. And together that kind of makes you just a full on solution architect for Amazon. And you can go and architect solutions for the cloud using those certifications. Because by the time you take the certification and the preparation to get there, it should get you to the point where you understand the service back to front. 
that you would be able to then, you know, talk about it to others. So you become sort of become an evangelist for that specific service and that certification. And then you get the specialty certifications, um, which sort of takes it up a level because the specialty certifications are really, really in-depth. It's for people who, you know, generally have years and years of experience and are subject matter experts in their area. You know, I I sort of did a jump. So I went from cloud practitioner all the way to a specialty certification, which I literally got maybe three days ago. <laughs> so um, that alone was, uh, was, was crazy. But the journey to get there, you know, I don't have 30 years of experience in cloud. I don't have 10 years of experience, five years of experience in machine learning. But, you know, I was able to pass it. And I honestly think it's like something that everyone can do. And uh, I sort of want to talk about a, a bit about that today. I just want to share, you know, how I went from, I have a basic, I have a degree in computer science, but I mean, it, it, it only prepares you for so much. And then the machine learning aspect and the data science aspect, I mean, you, you're looking at people who have masters in statistics, you know, uh, or, you know, they have, they have really like really good command of, of stats actuaries and you know data scientists and then you get you 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 get you sort of get people like me who just have an IT background but um, who try to break into the field and uh, it's a very exclusive field because you it's not something you can just go and um, buy your way into and it's not something you can just you know learn overnight it's a discipline that's really just and Amazon, Amazon actually makes it exclusive in a way because if I if I share the whole post experience of the certification, you know, it really just would inspire people to just want to get any specialty certification. But you know, it doesn't discount the associate and professional certifications. Amazon just makes it so amazing. They gamify this whole experience, and my experience of of achieving the machine learning certification was, you know, something. I actually, I, I've never ever felt like this before, in terms of, in terms of, the platform that I have now. I mean, um, I it took me three months to prepare for the certification, and that was, you know, kind of just passively preparing. I started in November, December. I didn't actually get much studying done, and um, I did January and February, and then I took the certification of three days ago. So. Um, with all of that, I was able to pass it, and you know I had the, there's some sort of method to the to the madness of how I actually got there. But uh, there were a few sleepless nights actually leading up to it, and there were a few courses that I took online, and uh, you know a lot of past papers. Fortunately, and I you know I'm the type of person who just wants to share everything because I really feel like knowledge should be shared and nothing should be withheld. And I, I'm, I'm structuring sort of all the notes I've used into sort of comprehensive infographics to just share. And I'm, I'm writing a Medium article. When I'm done with it, um, maybe you can share the link with the rest of the followers and we can share it across, across social media platforms because, you know, the more people that understand this and get the certification, the more, um, the more you can do in your workforce. You know, where I am currently, there's such a big demand. And I think everywhere there's such a big demand for, for machine learning and AI. And um, it's not, um, 
it, it it's easy to talk about it, but there's one thing speaking about it and one thing actually getting your hands dirty and doing it. And that's where I feel the certification sort of, you know, separates the boys from the men, you know? Certification, mm-hmm. it's, it sort of puts hair on your chest if I have to put it, if I have to be very blunt about it. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm super excited to just, you know, just share the notes and share the knowledge with people. Um, I took a Udemy course. So the Udemy course I took was by Frank Kane, by Sundog International. So like, I'm not affiliated to them in any way, but obviously I went to Udemy. And you can do this with any other of the learning platforms. So whether you're using EDX or, you know, I mean, anything else that you are, LinkedIn Learning. You, I, the criteria I used to look for, for a good teacher was that I went onto the platform, obviously, you know, typed in Amazon Machine Learning Specialty, and you should look for the 2021, right? Look for look for the most up-to-date course, um, the current year. And then um, look at the intro video. The first thing you need to understand is, do I understand this person's accent? <laughs> for me, that was the biggest thing. Because if I'm learning from someone who who has an accent that's, that I can't take seriously, unfortunately, I'm not going to learn very much. I had this lecture at university, this maths lecture. And, um, you know... I, I pretty much pride myself that I was good at math until I had a lecture and he was he was Russian um, and I really could not understand anything he was saying and I flopped the module so badly. So it was it was one of the one of my early years in university. But essentially the main thing is find a lecturer or find an instructor on one of the platforms that you use and you have to use an online platform. Like if you have no knowledge of stats or machine learning, like use an online platform where someone who's actually worked in the industry, you know, can teach you these things. So I use Frank Kane by Sundog International, and um, I looked for the rating. So obviously you're going to look for a rating that's closest to the highest rating that the website has on a scale. So in this case, the scale is five, and this course is 4.7. But then, you know, Udemy and a few of these other platforms, they have sort of these tags that say this is the best seller or, you know, 20,000 people have registered for this course and the reviews, you obviously look for the course reviews and every course you're going to find, there's going to be a very normal distribution of the reviews. So you're going to find some people who hate it and some people who sort of love it. But at the end of the day, it's how you, um, how comfortable you feel with the instructor. And I haven't met the instructor, but I mean, just just the fact that I can understand what, he, what the person's trying to say really helped me to prepare. So the first thing would be find a good online course that prepares you for this. Um, I'll be honest with you, often or not, when when I've sat in on a lot of interviews before, I've interviewed people, I've been interviewed, but the main thing is people who have certifications. I'm always very I'm always very um, skeptical about their certification and the and, and the way they achieved it. So usually most people just go find some sort of dump of the exam paper, which you can buy online and then, you know, sort of just master it by heart, the exam paper, write the exam and pass the exam. But then to get someone to hide, once you get hired into the workforce based on that, you will be forced to really just put your money where your mouth is, you know, as the, as, as people say, Uh, and you have to technically show off the skill that you, claiming to have so often or not when 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 students tell me that yeah i use an exam dump it's usually usually more reluctant because what i'm trying to share is how i got how i passed the certification just on like pure learning and pure 
understanding and really just really just bullying myself into almost almost a degree of you know majoring in stats because i didn't actually major in stats at university but it's almost like bullying myself into becoming a a expert in my own right of how to use stats and um how to do data science and how to use aws so if you're familiar enough with aws 20% of your exam should be covered because a lot of it just goes over the aws services and then you know 36% is how do i actually model the data how do i deploy a model you know that's the rest of the exam how do i actually make this something that i can take and put it into the cloud and run it in a production environment and and from there monitor the model and make sure that it's constantly running at a at a high the high rate so um that was i mean that's the first thing find a good online resource that you can use the other thing i did do though was um i did get uh, i did use the practice, practice exams not not particularly for for exam dumps but to get a feel of how they test so i used again frankane has another module uh, which has a uh, which has a 65 question practice exam so your aws exam is going to be 65 questions this machine learning specialty 65 questions and you get about just over 3 hours so it's about 190 minutes to take the exam and um, he has some questions there that you can go through and it helps you to get a feel of what they're going to of how they're going to ask you the question so it's very everything is based on a case studies it's very really that you'd see things that are you know tell me where to find this on the amazon console or you know what do i you know what's a configuration option for this it would be more like you want to run a sagemaker program and you want to train your data using sagemaker but um how would you how would you give your sagemaker access to an s3 bucket where your data sits when your company enforces that this container must not have access to any other resource so they put you in a scenario like that where you forced to think like okay cool in the whole aws ecosystem i have a sagemaker a tenant uh, a vpc that i'm running and now i need this vpc to have access to the s3 bucket but usually it's kind of just implied that i could just access this s3 bucket but now they're enforcing it that it's not allowed so what do you have to do and then you'd have to look at things like cool i use a s3 vpc endpoint for example to access my data or i use a nat gateway and it's that sort of thing that tests the concepts but in a case study so that's very important that's how they really ask the questions and the more you get a feel of it the better uh, it's going to be so when you see these type of questions in the exam you can almost reason your way through it you, you sorry uh, let's that was like seriously just a, a monologue you know i've been giving there but um i don't know do you have any comments sure. do you have any comments at this point yeah so yeah so from first of all i just like to say congratulations thanks this is truly inspiring i i do know i have i've done three certifications and i'm i'm currently busy uh, studying for um the a uh, one of the professional certs mm-hmm. and i have dropped off the bandwagon a bit you know with the whole pandemic going on i did i did uh, lose focus but i'll get back to that so i know what it's like and 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 i understand what you're talking about in terms of the complexity in terms of the way they ask the questions so really really you know congratulations this is truly inspiring i really 
I really like the way you describe your learning model. I, I, and I also do agree that a lot of people will just go, go through the course content or sometimes just go straight to the exam dumps. And you'd find this very common, especially amongst the, the beginning certifications. And, I, and probably those are the certifications that you would probably want to have hands on and take the time to ingest all of that knowledge because that's the foundation that you're going to need for going forward. So I really, I take my hat off for you for that because I do know that it's, it's take viewing the exam dumps is, is a, it's sort of, sort of an easy way out. You know what you're talking about, but I, and I think you could probably agree with me here where this really shows is when you in the workplace or you are trying to build something and you're hands on and you, you don't have, you know, you're not going to go back into all the material and reference certain things. There are some aspects that you will reference, you know, maybe an API endpoint uh, of some sort, but it's very important to, at the very beginning or while you're doing the course content to, to be very hands-on and understand what, you know, what are you trying to achieve by learning a particular service? And also very important is to understand the security about that because Amazon uh, AWS focus on, focuses a lot on, on security and it may not be, you know, covered in, in, in the breakdown in terms of the domains that they test on. Security may not be there, but rest assured, you, you will be tested on, on heavily on security regardless of what certification you're doing because, once again, these are... You know, with great res uh, great power comes great responsibility. So security is a foundational aspect to to the entire chain. Yvonne, a, a quick question from me: um, Having done the the certification, can you just maybe give the audience uh, an application of? You know, you've done this certification now. What at which point are you currently at in terms of knowledge? experience so if you take those together what can you build given or rather after doing this certification just so that the audience can understand you know is the certification right for them or or is it maybe they they need to take a different route because you know a lot of the times you see you know a lot of candidates may see okay machine learning that sounds super sexy and cool i'm gonna go ahead and do the certification but not realizing that it may not add as much value to their lives as much as some other certification that will. So unless you in the unless you're a machine learning engineer like yourself, then it makes sense. So I, I suppose a lot of people are curious about after studying and going through three months of of learning, what can you do with that? knowledge and experience now so so look it's 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 kind of like this right you get the certification and it's like someone just says okay here's a here's the engine of the ferrari right you don't have the tires you don't have the body of the ferrari you have the engine so you know the the main power of the car you have with you already you just don't have anything else the thing is you have to build so from there you almost have to use the certification because like i said it's one thing you can take a you can go and get an exam dump do the certification and and pass it but like if you really don't have the knowledge and you really don't go through everything, you're not going to get that like that real power at the end of it to to then say, I can build on this. 
I can put this anywhere and it's going to work, right? The thing is, I was saying earlier, um, the certification really just puts hair on your chest. And and with that, uh, even if someone does attempt to try it, within the first, you know, within the first week or so, you should already see that there's gaps in the knowledge. Because when I started in November, let, let me just put it this way, I started studying in November and there were so many gaps in my knowledge that I just like got so demotivated. And, and then I started to just like lose interest in something that I didn't, like, at the time I just thought like, okay, this is too hard for me, you know? I don't have a made master's in, in stats or I don't, I'm not a data scientist like by profession, you know? Um, but eventually you, you start to fill the gaps in your knowledge. So you may have to, you may start the course and then realize, you know what? I don't have, I don't have knowledge of AWS. So let me just go take the cloud fundamentals or let me just, you know, try try going through more content on SageMaker or look at YouTube videos or take a course on EDX that's free. Um, you know, there's an option on EDX to say you're just auditing a course. So you don't actually get anything from it, but you get the content. So like if you do those type of things, you fill the gaps in your knowledge and you see it's, it's sort of like a puzzle that starts coming together. And then the closer you get, the more excited you, you get. And eventually it comes to a point where the application for something like this is you can then design almost any AI model that you have. And it's one thing like understanding how a model and AI model works, but it's one thing. It's another thing to put it into a real life environment and, you know, understand, yes, the data is coming from a data lake and it's coming from, you know, Hadoop or some EMR cluster and we, we're pulling it into to Amazon and we're processing it and we're cleaning it and all of this is done automatically through, through Amazon, which you've configured, this whole pipeline that you've configured. And that alone, like seeing everything just come together, you know, that alone is just, it's, it's, it's beautiful on its own because you won't be able to do that normally. You may cover certain aspects of it in other certifications. I know for the big data certification, they covered a lot of the stuff that the big data specialty and the ML specialty are almost like, you know, cousins because they, they both cover a, a large amount of things. So if you, if you want, if you want to build an end to end solution using machine learning and AI, then the machine learning specialty is probably the best thing for you to do. If you want to figure out, you know, how do I fetch the data, ingest the data, clean the data, then the big big data specialty may be, you know, the 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 best one for you. If you want to learn how to, you know, sort of sort of just build the underlying infrastructure, how the how the data moves from one point to the next, then you know, DevOps may be the the the, the best thing for you to do. If you want to be involved in architecting the entire solution, but not necessarily getting involved in, you know, what algorithms am I using? to specifically train a model, then maybe you'd rather do a solution architecture certification. But if you really want to couple everything together, where you're taking the data, you're cleaning the data, you're ingesting the data, you're, you're, you're putting it in a format that's gonna be easily read through, you're taking a model with an algorithm, whether it's your own algorithm or it's a pre, it's a, you know, uh, a predefined algorithm on SageMaker, whether it's using that, but whether it's using hyperparameter tuning to just tune that specific algorithm. And you have to understand how the algorithm works under the hood, you know, 
whether am I doing regularization, whether I'm doing early stopping, how does a neural network work? You know, do I increase the learning rate if I see the results coming like this? Do I, do I decrease the amount of epochs? Do I increase the batch size? Do I decrease the batch size? And how every single thing affects the outcome of the model I'm trying to do. And with these models, there's so many applications. There's recommendation systems, there's fraud detection. And, you know, these are big use cases generally, not, not, not specifically within the bank where I work, but generally fraud detection, um, sentiments analysis, like all of these things are huge. Um, you know, OCR at a bulk scale and then, you know, processing it and then putting it off in other places. We spoke about TechStrack the last time, um, the last, the last um, podcast that we did. Yeah. And this just allows me to take that little compartment of TechStrack that I built and put it into a full-on end-to-end product that I can then, you know, use within the bank. So that alone, this, this certification sort of just gives you that. So if you want to specialize in a specific aspect of, of the certification, then there's other certifications that may do that. But if you just want the whole entire thing end-to-end, um, then coupling, coupling, you know, cloud practitioner with maybe solution architecture and this machine learning specialty, it will give you everything that you need. I was just too ambitious. I just skipped the solution architecture. You know, there's no shortcuts anywhere. I'm going to go back and do the solution architecture associate eventually. <laughs> I'm, I'm aiming actually for June. So I'm hoping that, uh, that now that I, you know, felt the, the, the wrath of one of the boss certifications that I will, that the others will treat me a bit, a bit better. Um, yes, solutions is, is, is decent. Uh, and you've already worked with a lot of the services. So it's, it's a collection. It looks at a holistic view across all the services and, you know, looks into things like, uh, how to build highly available systems. So yeah, it's you, you, you probably, oh, well, well, let's see. <laughs> I, uh, it, it does take a lot of work though. And especially like if you're coming from a place where you have no cloud experience uh, and I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not talking about myself, but I'm just saying in general for everyone listening, you know, cause all of this is going to seem very overwhelming, mm. but if you have zero cloud experience, if you only know, if you only know what the acronym AWS stands for, then, you know, in three months, you can literally just get a certification, not necessarily the machine learning specialty, but whether mm. it's cloud practitioner or solution architecture, you can almost get those certifications. That is not to say that it's a cheap certification. You have to put the work in, but it's it's not it's not an impossible task. I mean, you know, I mean, if I can do it, I'm pretty sure like many other people can do it too. It's just it's just it's just mm-hmm. you ha- almost have to be sure of what you're doing. And I guess the whole point of it is like, where do you want your career to go? And a good and a good indication is just to look at where the jobs are moving towards. You know. If you want to move overseas, if you want an opportunity abroad, um, if, or even if you want to, you know, work within Africa, these sort of certifications, whether it's on Azure, whether it's Google, these top tier certifications, you know, will give you opportunities anywhere. You know, couple that with a with the degree as well. I mean, you you're making yourself pretty marketable, and uh, I, I'm gonna just be frank. I'm gonna just be like completely honest with you. I posted the certification a few days ago on LinkedIn when I got it. And um, I got people yeah. contacting me from, you know, from different parts of the world. I, I mean, people from Singapore, for example, who says, like, you know, we do you have a portfolio of stuff you built? 
because you know we keen on we keen on chatting to you further and obviously i'm like you know i'm in a bit of a good space right now but i mean just the fact that mere minutes after posting this globally i'm getting reach from it is is also is also a factor that plays into why people actually want certifications in general can i can i just add a key takeaway for the listeners that are that have gotten to this point of the podcast and that that's that stood with us that the reason Yvonne is able to to gain attention globally is because of of what he just said and i'm going to put emphasis on this because i think this is the key takeaway from from this talk today and in any certification that you do not just the machine learning um, engineering one you need to you need to have and you need to take time to ingest all of that information it's it's the the aim is not to get the piece of paper at the end of the day the aim is to to gain the knowledge and the experience so a lot of the times especially if you're coming from a non cloud background a lot of these concepts are are foreign it's the first time you're hearing of them that's when you need to take the time to understand you know before you can speak about deploying into a vpc understand what is a vpc understand the constructs behind uh, or rather the principles behind a vpc understand the security components of it and it's it's a it's a long journey you know if you starting off and you know you started off with practitioner and then you move on to solutions architect and maybe you maybe you do a jump to machine learning regardless it's those three certifications if you if you put in the right amount of time and effort to understand and ingest the data uh, ingest the information you will find that in the long run you will be able to retain a lot of that information and it, it's not it's not an exam that you know you you wrote in first year because you did it because you know you just needed to pass the module it's not about passing it's about it's about truly understanding and gaining that knowledge and experience because that there coupled with real world application that is where you become very attractive globally and and that's what Ivan is talking about right now where people are uh, from across the world are reaching out to him because they can see the, that Ivan is not just uh, you know he doesn't just have the certific the, the the certification he's got end to end understanding and that is very important especially if you are in the business of building large scale applications or or if you're in the business of of you know redesigning um maybe the architecture for large organizations or you you're on a socio economic path and you and and you're an entrepreneur that's solving um really complex problems so yeah i totally that, i Yvonne? totally agree with that you know the thing is it's not a, like you said it's not about the piece of paper it's just about you know having the knowledge you, you you know the thing is like you know i'm an honorary millennial i guess but um i'm very impatient and i think every single person around our age group they're really impatient they want immediate gratification of everything so you know they have a idea and they'll run with it and the moment they get demotivated slightly they drop it and they go on to the next thing that gives them gratification so you just have to almost set your mind to say i, I want to go down this route and i'm going to try and even if i get demotivated i'm going to reach out to people who can help and i think that's where you know you have certifications 
with solution architecture, I will come to you for help. If you need help with machine learning, you'll come to me for help. But at the same time, it's like we're open to the community for anyone who actually needs help. And that's the value. The value is also in just sharing your knowledge because a lot of the time we take a step forward, but we don't actually know the direction we're going in. We may not actually understand where it's going to take us. But to give a, you know, to give a full picture, to have someone who's, who's sort of done the same thing, it makes you feel more comfortable. In the beginning of the talk, I was speaking about how people don't want to use cloud platforms until they see other people using it and making mistakes and they learn from other people's mistakes and then they want to do it. So in the same way, uh, you know, we, we, we've gone through, I think in this case, I've done the hard work, you know, so I can tell you what, what not to focus on and what to focus on or, you know, where to really put your effort or where to be effective. And you can do the same. And, and it's all about just building this community of, you know, cloud practitioners because we all are cloud practitioners. We're all using the cloud. Specifically for us, it's AWS. But, you know, there's many other areas. And I work, the space that I work in, I have an AWS, I have a Azure, sorry. Sorry, let me repeat that. In the space that I work in, I have an Azure person who does, you know, similar things to what I'm doing on AWS. He manages an Azure team just like that. So we work closely together and we sort of, I feed off the knowledge from him and he feeds off the knowledge from us and sort of the community that we create. That's that's also that's also how you would help yourself pass the certification. Um, again, I think, uh, yo, it's been a, a mouthful, but uh, I'd like to just take you... Uh, take you through my experience post-certification. I mentioned, obviously, you know, naturally the bragging rights come with something like this. People reach out to you and they want your help and they speak to you and that's all nice. But what AWS has done post the certification. So I get the certification, I look at my results and then I get an email with a link. I, like, I don't even know how I got this link, but anyway, I got an email to with a link to sort of a closed community online that I could join because of the certification. So I've done that. So I joined the community and it's sort of, you get the link when you, when you, I, I don't know if it's an AWS run thing or someone just runs the community, you know, part of AWS, but um, yeah, I mean, I probably connected with over 55,000 people in the last few days, like just on this platform, not physically right. connecting with them, but like just seeing everything that they're doing. And, you know, in a space of 12 hours, I received almost 600 messages on LinkedIn, just not, not about job offers or anything, but just people who are, who are like, I know what you went through. I went through the same thing. Congrats, man. Like, you know, it's sort of like the struggle was the same. So we understand where we're going. Hey, are you working on any use cases? Or, you know, I have a concept I want to run past you. Or, you know, it even builds things like, you know, I want to build a business, I, I, you know, a business using something like this. What's your thoughts? Or I have an idea. What do you think is the best thing? Do you think I should use, you know, uh, you think I should use a random cut forest for fraud detection or IP insights or, you know, factorization machines for recommendation systems? It's almost like people just want to, you know, feed off each other, but in a positive way. That was the most amazing thing for me post the certification that now I'm just part of this community and AWS almost makes it feel special because it's almost like a reward for all the hard work. And um, the other the, the other funny thing, the funniest thing ever was if you get a certification, and Trevor, I think you would have seen this, 
was that you get a, you get a whole lot of benefits on the training portal. And one of the benefits is you get access to the AWS online store where you can buy like merchandise, branded merchandise. I'm not sure if you, you try that out yet. I haven't tried it out yet, but yeah. So, I, I so you, you get, discount. you get, you get like a discount off your, so there's a few benefits you get, you get a 50% discount off your next exam. So if you do cloud, if you do the cloud practitioner first, yeah. right, it's not a very expensive exam. I think it's like $99, right? I'm not mistaken. And if you pass yeah. it, you get a 50% off your next exam. And the next, if, if you do the machine learning specialty, machine learning specialty is $300. You get 50% off that it was $150. That is a huge saving. You know, it, um, Massive. It, it, you know, yeah. you, you, you're like really saving. So now I actually didn't know about that until after I passed the second exam, but you know, I got like the two discounts obviously, and then you get a store access. So when I passed cloud practitioner, you get access to the store and you have a few new items that, you know, just, you can buy that says, yes, I'm AWS certified, a pen or a book or a t-shirt that says, yes, you're AWS certified, but when you get the associate certifications, you almost unlock a next level of the store where there's more um, merchandise you can buy from, cooler stuff, mouse pads, laptop bags. Then the professional certifications, there's even more stuff on the store that you can get. And then obviously like when you hit the machine learning, or when you hit a specialty certification like machine learning, you just unlock the whole store. So I just unlocked the whole store. So I was like, wow. <laughs> I used to have to pay for everything, but I mean, it's almost like you seeing this amazing stuff, laptop bags, t-shirts, hoodies, like it's just cool. You know, it sort of just makes you feel like you want to kit yourself out AWS, everything, you know, sort of just making you have the mindset. I want everything AWS at yeah. this point. And um, it's just the experience that I had post certification. Like it's just, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't actually, had that with any other certifications. I mean, I've done other cloud practice, other cloud platform certifications, but this experience is just was just amazing. You know, they almost it almost allows you to feel the magnitude of the certification that you actually achieved. But then again, like I said, you have the certification; it's what you do with it, and the community is a good way. It's a good way to do that because once you get into the community, you're able to just chat to people and come up with use cases and build more things and make friends. And the whole point of this thing is just connecting, you know, connecting the world, building these amazing use cases and exactly. sharing your knowledge, and you know, I'm going to share this with, with the community as well. This medium article when I eventually do yeah. get to finishing it, but I really think it, if it helps people, yeah, even yeah, if it helps sure. one person, at least, you know, like you, you know, you're, you're able to grow the practice or the discipline that you're in, in some way. hundred percent. Yvonne, I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. give you a bit of a challenge. I don't know if if this is a, a a big or a small challenge. It's probably a small challenge for you, but you know now that you that you've done the certification, I can't help but think of various use cases for machine learning or AI or some end-to-end -end, um, type application. And one that comes to my mind right now is. A, a an idea where maybe and and I'll drive it, but I'll use you as a mentor, and and I know I'm doing this live right now, but yeah, it's, it's spontaneous on the on the on the on the go. What I'd like to do is, and and you can tell me whether you're keen or not. Um, and I doubt you're going to say you're not. <laughs> yeah, put me on the spot. Huh? <laughs> it's fine. So I. I put you on the spot and <laughs> you can, you can, I'll, you can talk to me about this afterwards. You could probably kill me about this afterwards. 
Um, so, if if possible, can we run some sort of POC where we we do a um, some image analysis? So, I'm 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 currently experimenting with uh, with, with some agricultural projects, and I've been in the agricultural space for some time now, and um, one of the uh, I'm, I'm actually just yes. setting up a, a herb garden currently and it would be really cool to have a, a dedicated camera or of some sort that constantly taking pictures or video of the garden and if we could use some and as I said I'm, I'm, I'm blank page yeah. to all of to machine learning in general so you're going to have to guide me here so it'll be a, a good example from the audience perspective as well to see, okay, you know, if you if you know nothing like myself, but you've got this idea, this is the way that you go about it, you know. So can we like maybe put a camera there and then that does some image analysis, and then we're gonna figure out if based on the image of the leaf, whether there's some pests um, that are eating up the plants. Or maybe we can do some sort of health check, something very simple, yes. you know. For now, and we can we can discuss that, and then you know, we could actually, you know, we can record it up. We'll, we'll post it online, and and we can we'll share it with everyone. Yeah, I think it's example. definitely something well, we could do. We just may need to invest in some tech. So either you have a camera, or you can use like Amazon's Deep Lens, which is you know specifically suited for something like this. And the reason why Amazon has Deep Lens is because you can deploy a image classification model, which you just spoke about, called uh, SageMaker Neo, so we can build our whole model and then deploy it using SageMaker Neo to a local device. So usually they actually use this in submarines and stuff when they want to do analysis of underwater. But obviously you don't have access to the internet from deep down in the ocean, yeah. you know. So um, they use Deep Lens or they or yeah. they use some sort of like device that oh. sends the data or collects it and sends it to Amazon. We need some sort of training data set. So we need some sort of training data set to say. This is when a plant looks healthy. This is when it doesn't look healthy. The advantage of using something like SageMaker is that we don't have to build anything from scratch. We can look online for databases, agricultural databases that already have these images. And we can do something called transfer learning where we use the weights of the images on a neural network as a base of a pre-trained network. And then we train our network on top of a pre-trained network. So your network doesn't have to as a network doesn't have to take strain. Oh, see, yes. So it's a concept called transfer learning, but there's a, a lot of options we'll, we'll explore and I'm excited, you know. There may be other things we'll have to put in. So for example, we may want to add something in to check the pH of the soil. Uh, we may want to add something in like a few, like, but then, yeah. you, you know, you're using the internet of things, which is amazing because it's, it's you know, we, we, we're pulling in, we're going to show that we can pull in data from different sources and then sort of just put it together. It'll be a cool project yeah. to do. So yeah, I've actually already started with the IoT part of it, and I'm using a Raspberry Pi, and I've already got data. Um, uh, well, I've, I'm I'm still yet to get the, the a pH uh, or hydro. Mm -hmm. They call it a hygrometer, that's able to plug into a Raspberry Pi so that I can pull data in from there, from the Pi. So from the Pi, currently I am sending data to Green Green Grass, and I've got all of that set up. So it's like the next part would be. Um, maybe to invest. I don't even in. I don't even mind investing so, in a deep in a deep lens. I was actually meaning to get a deep uh, lens for myself. So maybe we can yeah. we can get some, and then start playing around with them because it's also the next thing yeah. that we want to explore. I mean, 
uh, facial recognition. So, you know, and image classification, object detection. You know, like there's so many algorithms, like at the top of my head, I can literally just tell you there's an object detection algorithm and an image classification algorithm. And the object detection algorithm, you can detect obviously objects in images. And then you can even a platform like recognition, you know. But anyway, you, the object detection uses like a really deep neural network and then image classification what that does is it it look it, it it's like an it's like object detection but it's simpler where it classifies just an image it doesn't use like the bounding boxes and then you get something even more than that and this is i'm just speaking because i the certification is so fresh i'm just regurgitating everything i learned so the other thing is like semantic segmentation <laughs> which we can use which you know, it, it, it also uses computer vision, but it almost does something where it does pixel level object classification. So I can take I can take a leaf and basically okay. the pixels, I can break it into pixels. And as the leaf starts to get brown, I can literally work out over three days. It took the leaf like, you know, three days for the tip of it to get brown. Like you could use semantic segmentation for something like that. It's you. They, they usually use the semantic segmentation for uh, self-driving okay. vehicles and stuff. But I mean, you could definitely use it. And they use it for for things like uh, if I had to uh, feed in uh, an X-ray for it to detect cancer on a on an X-ray or a or a really deep CAT scan or MRI of of someone. You know, they use it for things in medical image uh, image diagnostics. So. Uh, this yeah. that this is the top of my head, and I'm pretty sure there's so many others we can look at, but uh, I'm. That's, that's... Yeah, I think I think we'd probably wanna you know start start small. So as I said, you know this this could be a, a good example to show the audience or to demonstrate to them. You know, there's someone like yourself who's uh, yeah. you know a machine learning engineer, and then there's someone like like myself yes. who's who's trying to solve some problem. You know, and and let's just say I'm, I'm non-tech so that we can see, you know, how do we, how do we bridge that gap? Number one. And then number two, let's just look at, you know, a simple use case. If it's, you know, let's just get, get images into, um, into AWS. And then from there, let's just see if we can detect when the leaf is turning brown. And then we know, you know, from there that usually depicts some nutrient deficiency somewhere along the line. And then, Maybe later on we can incorporate. Okay, here's the pH. Your pH level is is too high or too low. Therefore, your crop is not absorbing nutrients. Therefore, yes, yeah. that's why you get in the yellow color. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. And Yvonne, I'd like to just thank you so much for um, for joining me today. I'm after this after this chat. It's a Friday, and I'm, I tell you, I'm so motivated and inspired just listening to you. And especially the, you know, the last part of the, the, the conversation as well, you know, just motivates me even more because, you know, we've got a little cool project that we can, yes. uh, that we could work towards now. And, but once again, Yvonne, congratulations on, on this is a, it's a huge achievement for, for those of you that are not aware of machine learning and or AWS certifications in general, what Yvonne has accomplished now is, is massive and it takes a lot of um, a lot of time and effort that he's put in to, to get you. So, Yvonne, on, on behalf of the audience and myself, thank you so much for the, for the knowledge that you shared today. And I, I know you, you're always willing to share knowledge. And, you know, from, uh, from the Trev Tech Talks. I, I'm grateful. And thank you, you know so what? Much. Also, for the audience, if anyone has ideas on how we can, you know, 
get this uh, little project we have going on, collaborate with us as well, and we'll see how we can all work together. Awesome, exactly. So uh, I will, at, at the time of posting this episode, I will have Yvonne's details uh, posted along with this as well as mine. So please feel free to collaborate, give us some ideas. And if you have any other ideas that you would like to run by Yvonne, um, he's got... Uh, he's got a lot of time. He's got about 500,000 messages sitting in LinkedIn. So uh, another 10,000 or 20,000 will be, be uh, much of it. So <laughs> you're, you're welcome to Oh, okay. To yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, please be gentle, but hopefully we will we'll be able to help as many people as we can on the cloud journeys. And that's the whole point, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and what's really cool about what Yuvon um, shares is that this is really cutting edge technology right now. So there's a lot of entrepreneurs, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to solve really complex problems. If I were them, I would have a listen to what Yvonne speaks about because a lot of the, the, the challenges that, that entrepreneurs are facing, aside from the process and the people challenges are the technological challenges. But what Yvonne is speaking about is, is how these things have been abstracted and, and it's becoming easier for even the non-tech people to get their hands dirty with this, with this technology. So it's a really exciting time to be alive. Well, excluding the pandemic that we have going on right now. Positivity. But, uh, positivity <laughs> so, yeah. right? So I'm, uh, I'm also grateful to be here and uh, I'm glad. Uh, hopefully we can do another one. I mean, you know, the next one, next one will probably be when we're, when we're showcasing the little POC that we did. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, Yvonne, have sanitize. a weekend and uh, <laughs> stay safe. And I, we should, yeah, yeah, stay safe and sanitize. Thank you. <laughs> you Cheers. Bye. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Cheers. Eh?